Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Gorgeous Babe on the Rocks. The ingredients that you're going to need is one 12-ounce can of pomegranate soda, mm, one and a half ounces of vanilla vodka, and sanding sugar for a glass. So how you make this tasty sounding cocktail, it's really easy. You're just going to take all of your ingredients, get a shaking glass, pour it in, shake it up, and pour it over the rocks. If you want to add the sugar glass, just dip your, your glass in the sugar and pour it in. Gorgeous babe. It's so cute. Okay, guys, this episode is brought to you by Gorgeous Babe Hair. Check out Gorgeous Babe Hair at www.gorgeousbabehair.com. Welcome back, you guys. You're listening to Cocktails Dirty Discussions. How are you, Medina? Girl, I am so good. Like, first of all, I'm so glad that it's now really warm. I need it to buy is. some new foundation because my colors are going to change. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Girl problems. You get a couple shades darker, but I'm excited. Me and Carlos purchased a new mattress. Mm. Bitch. Where'd you get it from? We got it from Mattress Firm. Okay. And we paying it off because it was an expensive Mattresses ass mattress. Mattresses are expensive, but your like, rest is worth it because I was having back issues. Mm. And I was like, babe, are you drop kicking me in my sleep at night? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Girl, we done bought that mattress. I was like, it was so funny because Carlos was like, uh, I was like, babe, okay, so since we're buying this and this is a huge, um, you know, we're, this is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and we're both paying on it. If we were to break up, who gets, gets to keep the mattress? <laughs> he was like, are you kidding me? I was like, that's a real question. Yeah, like once the mattresses start getting in the $1,000 range yeah. up, it's like, this is um an investment piece. Yeah, this is a, a big it's investment. It's like a couch. Like, can Who we, gets it? Right, because right. you don't want to split it in half. That's probably going to fuck up the balance. Right. I was like, so, you know, like, are, do you, would one of us want to pay the other one out? Or He was like, Medina, you could keep it. I was like, okay, we need to make a contract, though, because people ah! niggas get mad. Like, <laughs> and then it all changes. This shit changes. Girl, my... Uh, <laughs> Uh, my roommate had bought a new mattress, and she was like, you can come uh, sleep in here with me. But you know it's National Masturbation Month. So I was like, girl, I need my me time. I was going to keep my uh, current mattress. and just." But thank you for the offer. I really don't want to cuddle with you, but thank you. Um, I know that I have some very vivid sex dreams. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't know what's going on right now, but I, I've just been having them. And so I will cuddle with my pillows mm -hmm. since, unfortunately, I sleep alone. I will cuddle with my pillows. And so I just imagine if I was laying in her bed, she's probably going to be in there. Too, and then she's gonna be like, Bitch, what the fuck are, are you, you doing? doing? You sleep, you waking up like embarrassed, like, yeah, What like, is oh, going on? Yeah, uh, but it was oh. also my nephew's birthday this oh, weekend. Oh, it was. Kiki Happy missed the party. Listen, I was babysitting my little nephew cousin, <laughs> and that old boy is bad. No, he's not. Well, busy <laughs> is busy a better word? He was. <sighs> I was exhausted. He came over Friday night, and so we hung out Friday night, and I thought his mom was going to come pick him up Saturday morning, and then she was like, oh, I'm tired. Can I come at 1230? I was like, yeah. We had a very rough morning. He's scared of the shower. He's scared I, of the shower? Yeah, he only wants to take baths. I'm Aww. like, you need to take a shower because I'm not doing all of that. Just get in the shower. Come on. He was crying the whole time. Aww. We cooked breakfast together, and I thought it would be super cute to do Mickey Mouse pancakes. That's what my grandma used Aww. to do for me. So I made it for him, and he didn't want to eat it because 
because it was so cute. So I was like, Aww. well, thanks, boo, but you're going to eat these pancakes. You're going to eat these pancakes. We were eating breakfast from 8 a.m. to about 12.30 p.m. So, you know, it was rough. By then, the party's over. And, yeah. mm-mm. But, yeah, I missed it. I'm sorry. It's okay. Happy birthday, Zane. Thanks. Okay. Um, before we introduce our guest, I want to talk to you guys about this week's weird segment. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. So this one is more of a douchebag. Um, there is a substitute teacher who worked at a Pennsylvania high school, and he's facing charges for allegedly discussing pornography and his sex life with the students. This is what's wrong with the people. This is what's wrong with the people. Okay, so he was 25 years old. His name is Ryan Kwatinski of Green Lane, PA, and he's facing charges of harassment and disorderly conduct as well. He waived his preliminary hearing. So this is basically what happened. Um, two female students told police that while the man was working as a sub, up at uh, this high school in Bucks County back in January, he engaged students in sexual conversations, talking about his sex life and porn in graphic detail. Um, and these are high school students. They know what porn is. They don't need you, the substitute teacher, talking to them about it. And if they don't know, they just don't need to know right now. So anyway, documents um, obtained allegedly told students he keeps a condom in his wallet. Or he told the students that he keeps a condom in his wallet. And in response to a question from a 15-year-old girl, um, he said he brings a condom to school because you never know when a girl needs to get an A. Are you for real right now? Yes. Is that crazy? It seems like every day people are doing crazier and crazier things. People are perverts out here. And in today's world, this is just not the time to be doing that with all the technology. Like, if you want to do that in, like, the 1950s, even the 80s. Like, bruh, <laughs> right now, you getting in, you're in trouble. Well, look at Bill Cosby. It might come back to haunt you. You're going to be 80 years old. Your eyes done gave out. My nigga and Bill. life has gone on, and you thought you got away with it. Stop doing that. Stop. Like, the internet is a wonderful place. In this day and age, there's so many other things you can do. And you can just get on one of those, like, second life things and just pretend, like, do some virtual reality stuff. This is disgusting. And I hope that he gets what he deserves. Now, moving on, we have a guest with us today. Miss Keisha is here. Welcome to Cocktails. What's Thank up, Keisha? Hey, y'all. She got that real wet and wavy. It grew out her scalp. You know, I just the uh, she did a hair flip for it. You just came from the pool. It is came a beautiful day. So I found Keisha on Instagram because I was searching. You guys know, for a long time, I've been saying I wanted to find like a psychic Both or an astrologist. Yeah, and so I. Well, I wanted to find one to go to personally oh. as well. But we both thought that it would be good to bring somebody on the show. And this lady that we had gone to years ago, who I find to be entertaining, whether I really think she's psychic or not. What was her name again? Martha. Martha. Uh, Martha Rivers. Um she doesn't live here anymore. So I was like, okay, well, let's find somebody new. So I searched the hashtags, and that's how I found you, and I invited you on, and you were so gracious okay. and accepted the invite. Ooh, so thanks for work. coming. Yes, <laughs> hashtags you. do work, because that is exactly how I found you. That's okay. how we found the kitty lady, too. Really? Yeah. That's like the second time I've had someone say that to me as far as uh, finding me with the hashtags. So yeah, like, well, hashtags work, y'all. So um, we like to play a game with our guests okay. to get to know you a little bit better. And a nasty up. game. All right. Yeah. Some of my questions are nasty. Some of them are so bad so don't be scared okay. um do you have your drink ready because you I might sure want to take a do. sip okay, so we're gonna play <laughs> we're gonna play would you rather 
Okay. Okay. So that's All an right. easy one. You're familiar with it, right? Yes. Okay. So Medina, you want to go first? Okay. I will go first. I told myself I didn't need to write these down because I should have. But okay. <laughs> Would you rather be fisted in your vag or double penetration? It's a good question. Uh, I would probably go with the double, f- no, I'll go with the fisted thing. The fisting? Yes. Mm-hmm. The reason why is yeah, there's I was about been to say a little why. experience with the. the, the, the really? Yeah. Oh, let me write that. Oh, we got to we <laughs> we come back to that. that. We got to okay. come. Because I'm not sure we've had somebody on that had the double. Did the porn star have it? Um, maybe I don't. Know. I felt like she did everything, but I remember the guy. <laughs> no, not the porn star. The um, your friend, uh, Justin, Justin. He was telling us about like his snacking and stuff, and the dicks rubbing. Okay, see, but but double penetration. It doesn't have to be necessarily with two different men, it's, right? You have a you have a you, you can know, have extra yeah, things, no, extra yeah, friends so, along. But it's you got double penetration. I ain't had that. This is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Um would you rather never have sex with the same person ever or have sex with the same person but he never remembers he has amnesia? Actually, you know what? I don't know. The amnesia thing might be kind of fun because I can like, switch be, it up. You it'd know be know like fifty like, first play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could you imagine if he didn't remember you and you come like, back ever? and he's like, ooh, who are Not you? Not today. Yeah. Especially your emotions all get attached and stuff. Like, what do you got that yeah. good? Like, you're in love you know? with this person. Yeah. And, he does and not he's remember. like, yeah, that would be who are you, little yeah. ugly girl? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, bye. You're not my type today. Okay, so you're about to have sex with a guy and he's just weird, but he's super sexy, so you're going to do it. Would you rather him stick a straw in your booty and slurp out the juices, or uh, Medina, what? <laughs> I'm like, why well, I got juices in my booty? Like, I mean, I, I thought it was supposed to be solid. I, <laughs> you, know? you know, your booty can get wet. Oh yeah. So he okay. puts a straw in your booty. He's like, babe, I want to put a straw in your booty and slurp out the juices. Or he's like, I want you to pee in my mouth. Oh. I might. You know what? I probably pee in his mouth, but I probably would never talk to him again after that. That's a good answer. Yes. I'll probably pee in his mouth, too. I have another bodily fluid one. Okay, oh. would you rather get peed on or poop on a man's chest? I'd poop on a man's chest. You notice that I'm the one in control. And yes. All these. <laughs> nah, you ain't about to do that, all that to me. Nope. <laughs> Which one would you nope. rather? Um, I'd rather poop on his chest. Yeah. But like you said a minute ago, yeah. I probably wouldn't talk to him again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could pee on somebody and talk to them But again. what if he was paying you? Wait. Would you see him again? Yeah. <laughs> now, that's different. I thought you just meant like somebody I just knew. Now, if he's paying, like, I'm just going to be all the way honest at this point in my life, yes. And probably at that point and the next point. I mean, for a while, it's probably going to be true. What? I'm just saying. If anybody is interested in that, maybe call me. A, a while ago, somebody <laughs> did DM. ask me to poop on them. Remember I told that story you about the toilet slave? A guy emailed me, and he wanted to be my toilet slave, and he just wanted me to poop on him, like with one of those things for old people where you yeah. sit on it with the yeah. bottom. He wanted to lay under there. He sent me a video as an example because he Poop prob- on him where? I don't know. In the video, it's on his face and his chest. Like he laid underneath this. it. That is and I'm just, so but he didn't put a dollar amount, so it didn't really but work you, out. Like, but you know what's <laughs> funny is like what the consistency of your shit. Like if it's like oh, you dropping yeah. kids off, and then it's like they just getting smacked in the face with these little bloop bloops, you know? Or what it if it's like a diarrhea, you know? Yeah, like what if it's like <laughs> and don't corn? Shit, you know? What if you like, had some corn? I was just gonna say, what if you, you know? not corn really be in there? You'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh there's my corn. Yeah, little peppers. Ew. <laughs> 
That's disgusting. People are disgusting, for real, for real. I mean, I'm, I, well, I started to say I'm not trying to shame y'all, but I guess I just did. So let me not even take it back. I think it's gross and it's dangerous and you might get sick. I yeah. have a virus. So if that's what you're into, issue. be careful. Yeah, just you're be careful. You're not doing that shit on me. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might want to like put some saran wrap on your body. It's a cleaner way, clean. But clean. maybe they want to feel it, like the it, warmth. Yeah, the warmth, and they might want to rub it in their skin. If anybody is watching, out the door. Anybody's watching who's into that sort of thing, hit us up and let us know about it. Okay, did you have another one? Um, no. Okay, so now we'll just work on getting to know you. Okay, <laughs> okay. so um, I found you from the ATL Psychics hashtag, okay. and um, I have visited uh, a couple different types of psychics, and first I wanted you to kind of clarify what kind of psychic you are and what that really means, because sometimes I think people have, they really don't know, they think, like, you walk in the room, you know who I am, I don't have to tell you anything, and you know my past, my present, and my future, and in my experience, that's not what it is. So can you kind of tell us what it is that you actually do? So psychic, being psychic is really just a gift in which you tune into your extrasensory perception, so mm-hmm. ESP. And the way your extrasensory perception gives you information is through your intuition. How you actually receive that information through your intuition can be in a lot of different ways so some people just know things some people Mm -hmm. see things others can taste or smell things which is why psychic I probably don't want to have be shit on or peed or (laughs) anything I'm like not too much energy come my way on too many different levels Mm -hmm. um but you can sense things you can feel things you can uh, actually feel them tangibly as well and so someone who is psychic is just someone who is in tune with their intuition. Now, some people use different tools, mm-hmm. um, such as cards or um, pendulums. You know, mm-hmm. some people can read tea leaves, things like that. Uh, myself, personally, I just took an intuitive development class. I was a student. Now I'm a teacher, you know. Mm-hmm. And that is how I awakened to my gift. But I do have women that come to my women's meditation every week, and all they say is their name. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else about them because the whole time they're, you know, in meditation and I'm doing bowls and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And they just, that's all they say is their name. And I can pick up what's going on with them sometimes. Uh, mediumship gifts will open up for me and I will start to channel information from mm. loved ones that have crossed over on the other side. Uh, but a psychic, yes, they can pick up just your name and go from there. Others need something a little more physical. And sometimes the client actually likes to have something physical. You know, they like Mm -hmm. something to look at, pictures, all that kind of thing, to make it more of a, um, I guess, a co-creation or kind of being uh, more interactive Mm -hmm. with Uh it. So uh, that helps a lot of people out. But for me personally, I read through a lot of different avenues. I am... A medium, so sometimes I pick up information. Dead people? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. do you be seeing dead people just randomly, like in movies? I don't (laughs) see, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't see people like that. There are certain psychics Mm. who, like, me and you are just sitting here in this room. They can see people that clearly. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not. Yeah, I was just trying to say. Yeah, I think I just I made that I made that agreement before I came into this life. So it's never happened. No. Okay. But I can sense them. I see them clairvoyantly. 
I don't want to see them like they're just here walking around. What does that mean? Clairvoyantly. So clairvoyance deals with your third eye. That's what you hear a lot of people talk about when they talk about chakras or awakening to their uh, intuitive gifts, things like that. They focus Mm -hmm. on the third eye the lot, a lot. Sorry. Um, And the third eye is the seat of your intuition. That is your ability to see clearly. Mm -hmm. Claire, like clairvoyance, clairaudient, clairtangent, all those other ones, clairs and so forth. Mm -hmm. They, Claire just means clear in French. So being claircognizant is a psychic ability to where you just know information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's clear consciousness or being cognitively clear mm-hmm. you know in what you know a lot of times we do experience that we're like i just know something's gonna happen. i just know and then it yeah. happens you don't know how you know but mm-hmm. it, that is your clear so is it like you just see a, a um like an energy uh you can see it clairvoyance is where you actually see it okay but you don't have that i do actually no she said that yes. one yeah okay uh, claircognizant though is where you just know things off the top of your head clairvoyance is where you actually see things um claire audience is where you hear mm-hmm. information it's not like what you hear outside in the hallway that kind of stuff this is more of like an inner hearing mm-hmm. um there's claire olfactant which is the ability to smell energy sometimes mm. that's like if your father or mother someone like that grandparent yeah. wore a certain perfume or cologne or smoked cigars you might randomly smell that when you ask for help or assistance or prayer things like that and that might mean that they're there yes that's their wow. presence being known mm-hmm. um claire what is it claire gustand is where you can taste energy that was a little mm. funny to me that's like weird. with food, that's okay, but you know, since this is a sex, t- uh, this since this is a sex talk show, you know, you just don't want to necessarily taste semen. Yeah, like you might like taste on an energetic some level, you know, or, in your mouth. Yeah, you just don't that was want a bad that. Memory. Or you see someone that's out in the Fuck street him. looking at grimy. He was always sour. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> you leave. Come yeah, need no vegetables, exactly. no fruit, just chicken no wings water, all day. See? Okay. Yeah, beer mm-hmm. and chicken wings I, is not a good taste. It's not. You know? Have you Trust always no. felt like this was like, like, because I always think about things like movies, like because I'm not a psychic, so that's mm-hmm. just where I go to. And I just yeah. watched Teen Witch the other night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you were a kid, were you like running around and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm having visions? Like, was this something you just always felt, or you no. just took a class and you were like, now I'm a psychic? Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> so in hindsight, when I look at things spiritually I was always connected as a child I always questioned religion I remember third fourth grade mm-hmm. just questioning you know Jesus I don't understand why you know I'm not Jewish if he if he was a Jew like mm-hmm. I, you know and all that sort of stuff even going to church uh-huh. it was just like there's something that, don't that feel doesn't right. feel right mm-hmm. here uh, but anytime I would go outside I would always feel connected I noticed I would always kind of look up at the uh-huh. clouds, treetops, that sort of stuff. I had imaginary friends. Now I know that they were not the members of Jodeci. They were my <laughs> guardian angels and spirit guides. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jodeci. And could you see them clearly? I could sense them. Okay. I could kind of see like a little shadowy outline. But uh-huh. the thing is, is that when beings like that come into this third dimensional realm, their energy becomes a little dissipated. So it's sometimes harder for you to actually see them. But there are psychics who, if they are really well connected to realms four, five, and up, then they can actually see them clearly, just as you and I are all seeing each other here. Could you imagine? I would be scared. Do you ever... You know how many, Sorry. like, especially if you go to a hospital, you know how many dead, like, yeah, a lot of, like, like there's a lot places, of energy in hospitals that I'm like, I don't want to. Well, remember when you, th- where Taylor thought she saw somebody in your apartment? 
No, I thought I you saw somebody. Thought you saw somebody. In your Taylor apartment. was visiting. Yeah. That's so. It was scary, and I was really freaked out about it. Mm-hmm. I staged my home. Um, afterwards, cause I was like, I don't know who that person was. I don't. I I don't know. But I was like, I saw somebody that uh-huh. day, and I wasn't drunk. That wasn't a night where I drank a whole bottle of wine. Yeah, it's like, okay, I was drunk. But I was like, well, I didn't drink. So, well, it was just really weird. I've had little instances like that, but I'm not very open to them. Okay. Um, I'm I'm too scared. Mm-hmm. Most so, people are. Do you, do you ever feel that way? Or do you think since you've always kind of had, like, your imaginary friends and now you know what that is, you were more open to it? I'm still a little apprehensive sometimes but then yeah. i have energy tools that i use and i'm like you got this bitch you got this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and i now know also with experience to ask if they are from the light if they're not then go into the light i am always protected that is my intention affirmation for this life and beyond mm-hmm. is that i'm always safe i'm always protected no matter where i am and so that's where i operate from now yeah um but i also know some tools to banish darker energies like that and a lot of times if you just threaten them they kind of like yeah know, they'll they'll like the scamper movies. away a little bit yeah yeah hmm. wow. um I was wondering, do you ever have an instance where maybe you're picking up on somebody's energy and you see something is going to happen for them and you feel a sense to tell them? Like, how do you decide if you want to tell them or not? Because sometimes people can be taken aback. Yeah, I'll ask myself, Uh um, ask my intuition, my spirit guides, angels, universe, God, goddess, whoever's up there listening. Mm -hmm. Um, I will ask them, should I tell this person? Uh Now, I personally have not... At least not that I can recall. I don't think I've ever really just know knew something about someone was like, hey, this is going to happen to you. Because the moment you tell them that, their reaction is going to influence that path. Mm-hmm. So even if you say, hey, I see if you go right, you're going to get in the right. They may be like, oh, okay. So, yes, they They're may be go taking left. left turns for yeah. the rest of their life. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that mm-hmm. might deter them from the rest of their path or mm-hmm. something in life. I don't mm-hmm. know. But so I you personally. Won't tell them. Unless if it, they if come it doesn't feel well, not even pay. There's sometimes people just you know kind of get a reading. I don't know. It just yeah. it depends on if it feels right. Now you can tell when someone's testing you, and uh-huh. there are lots of times where I'm out somewhere and someone's like, "Oh, you're a psychic, cool." Tell me about myself, and yeah. I'm like, I can tell you're anxious. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you trying to get a free reading right now. <laughs> um, but then a lot of times I will go into picking up something, but I realize that as a full-time spiritual entrepreneur Uh my time is money yeah you know and so i'll give you like a little snippet and then kind of and if you'd like to follow up Mm -hmm. you know you can call it's a yeah 125 an hour you can call me god damn (laughs) yes ma'am wow i went to this lady who was 250 an hour now i got her on a groupon so i didn't pay 250 it the thing she told me was really interesting and um she kept saying i know you i know you I was like, you don't know me. And it was funny because I'd actually voiced a commercial for her, and Mm -hmm. that's how she knew me. So when she was talking to me, Uh she was like, I've talked to you before. Like, I know you're from somewhere. I don't know where. Mm -hmm. And um, I kept talking about work, and then I felt bad because I'd been talking about work, and I wasn't saying positive things, but I had voiced a commercial for her at work. And I was like, oops, my bad. (laughs) I hope that didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, you get clients from it. Um, so I had a question about back when you were a kid. Where did you share this with your family, and were they like, "Girl, no, no. It, you I was need a, already"? <laughs> she well, like, uh-uh. it was a little bit too much already going on. Um, I am a military brat. My mom's Korean, my dad's black, and when we moved from overseas, we moved here to College Park, and mm-hmm. it was like nineteen ninety. 
There wasn't a whole lot of blazions around at the time. And mm. so I didn't want to stand out any more than mm. I already did. So I sure as hell wasn't about to say, you know, the members of Jodeci, they like my guardian angels, you know, <laughs> you know in, their, in their spare time while they're sleeping or something. You know? Yeah. I don't know why I was obsessed with Jodeci when we came to the U.S. <laughs> Whatever. Who wasn't? <laughs> yeah, it was the 90s, 90s R&B. That was my, like, first experience with that. I was like, ooh. Mm. Um but anyway, so I never shared those experiences. I was always very sensitive to the people around me, things like that. I noticed if I didn't want someone to come fuck with me, like I would just energetically be like, Mm-mm. and I noticed that something would happen. So now it's funny because the tools I teach, I'm like, oh, maybe that's what I was doing already. I just didn't know how to consciously use that. Mm-hmm. But that would make sense why I studied that and now I teach that because that's just a part of what I came with in this world. Um, when I was younger, I was kind of a, I won't say a loner, but always very more internal. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a lot more internal, processing, thinking, feeling things out. But I'm also a Libra, so we're not here to like rock Libra! the boat. You know what I'm okay. <laughs> so you were kind of like Matilda. Matilda was lonely. Yeah. Did you ever have... Um, and then in high school, middle school, I felt like I was kind of like Daria a little bit. You know? Okay. <laughs> I used to I used love Daria. Yes, I love that show. I don't know why. I just really loved it. Um, But speaking of Matilda, did you ever have experiences where you would see things move? Maybe not make them move yourself, but um, see them move. Yeah, there's times where even now, like what uh, happens? Sometimes in the corner, I'll see things mm-hmm. move, but it's not a, it's not always a physical something. It's not like this cup here just kind of shifts. Uh huh. What is it like? Like uh, maybe this a breeze? is what I see more so would be like an entity, uh, a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they are called spiders. They look kind of they energetically they look like spiders or snakes, and so it's kind of yeah. funny because they're darker energies, but. It's funny how we subconsciously know these things. Like we say, I don't know something about him. He's like a little snake in the grass. Yeah. Well, mm. he probably has some of that energy, snake energy. Snake is energy isn't always bad, but um, in that sort of a circumstance, then it's like that's what you're picking up intuitively. So we mm-hmm. all have these gifts. We just haven't tuned into them and mm-hmm. awakened them. Um, but I do have some clients of mine. I feel like X Men, <laughs> uh, and X Men because when she gets angry things really do move like this cup will move you know things start that's to a flicker. client of yours mm-hmm. she's a student client friend and this yeah. is real uh, yeah and that's why i feel like x-men because she said when she gets mad things will start flickering electronics turn off but i was gonna say do you notice how the stuff? lights have been flickering since yes well, i was gonna say yeah. that <laughs> ne- i'm just saying that never, never happened. i was just wondering if y'all noticed that already, i did and i was yeah, gonna say kinda... something but you were talking <laughs> and i was just like do you see somebody here no like that's just what happens when you have a certain frequency that you vibrate everything has a is that good or bad though? It just means Keisha's in the building. That's all. Y'all, the lights are I flickering wish. in the studio, and Kiki and I cannot lie. But I wish we were videotaping. There's it. nobody. Well, uh, th- she's probably gonna catch it if she gets some video yeah. and pictures. Yeah. And maybe y'all saw it on the live feed, but oh, it's yeah. definitely flickering in here. And that's and shit nobody's don't over there. The light switch is behind Medina. Yeah. If you if you're watching right now, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you said that you teach these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I've been to the psychic a lot, okay. lots of different ones. And I love um, just seeing what they say and different experiences and stuff. And then a couple of times people have told me, you know, you really need to tap into some of um, your gift and you need to start studying that. So when you do these classes, 
what's some of the things that you work with people on and how do you get them to open up to be more intuitive? Well, the, the foundation for what I teach is at the end of the day, intuitive development. It's something that's going to be unique for you. Every Mm -hmm. student's experience is going to be unique because I can't tell you exactly how your intuition is going to relay this information. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like I'm the teacher who shows you where to look, but not what to see. Um, And in my class is actually eight different courses. Uh, three different levels. The first level is starts with self-care, spiritual self-care. You start to learn how to ground, mm-hmm. not just yourself, but the energy around you. Um, and I don't mean going outside walking barefoot <laughs> in the grass because not everyone has that option or that time. Yeah. Uh, but energetically, you can learn how to ground yourself, the, the stuff around you. I can be grounded in the studio right now while we're mm-hmm. talking, these drinks, this chair, this uh-huh. microphone, all that. Uh, I also teach you how to protect your space. Oh, I need to learn that. Yeah, I teach you how to call energy into your space or the space that you're in. I teach you how to clear out your chakras, give yourself an energy tune-up. So each week is about two, maybe three tools that you actually learn, Mm -hmm. and you apply them. Your homework is to use those (laughs) tools for the week. We come back together, talk about your experiences, and if you need some guidance or have questions, then I'm there to answer them. Um, But for me, it's more so about fostering this environment for you to nurture your own intuitive abilities if you are there and I am there then Mm -hmm. there's an agreement we've had on some level to come together this lifetime to learn these things so Mm -hmm. you're already ready now also you don't have to complete all eight courses you Mm -hmm. know if you just I've had some people life happens in between classes or after the first class just trust that you you learned what you needed to learn at the time Mm -hmm. have you ever had people be like you don't know what you're talking about. I'm doing this and it's not working and I feel like I wasted my money. Nope. Okay. Actually, yeah, most of the a majority of all the students I've had, they tell me, oh my God, I use the fundamental tools every day. And that is the level one class. The first mm-hmm. thing we learn is grounding, calling in your energy, basically spiritual self-care. From there, we expand beyond that. Um, but from my classes, the only thing that you need is well, four things actually is uh, willingness is the first part, but mm-hmm. <laughs> the other three are intuition, which I think we already have because mm-hmm. at some point you either knew something was going to happen or something told you this or you had a feeling, yeah. a gut feeling, and then it happened or didn't happen. And you're like, I knew I should have You ever have some shit like that happen and you're yeah. like, I was just ignoring it. Yeah. And you're like, when you look Why at it. Why didn't I listen? Yeah. When you look at the big mm-hmm. picture, you're like, I did, there were the signs here. Yeah. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when dudes exactly. be cheating on you. And you're like, exactly. there actually was the sign. Yeah. That this and was, yeah. Just like, We've oh, just learned no, to shut things down. to believe it. Yeah. That's where the mind gets too involved and stuff like that. But intuition is something I do believe we all have Mm -hmm. and the second thing that you would need or the other thing that you would need is intention Mm -hmm. intention is just focusing your energy the power that you have that flows within you Mm -hmm. and focusing it to a certain um well the third thing is your intention Mm -hmm. oh i actually said intention already so yeah imagine that your intuition imagination is the third one uh imagination is something that we have when we're young Mm -hmm. and as we grow up we're told that's not real. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. You need to go to church. Let me throw some holy water on you. Like You're imaginary friends. Yes, all those things. But we don't realize that when we are that young, we are so more connected to our spiritual selves and that and beyond. Mm-hmm. So that's why kids have this deeper connection because that's they haven't so been tainted cool. and mm-hmm. put all these layers upon, you know, of expectations and stuff on them that they're trying to 
live up to. Right. Yeah. And that's not who they really are. So in order to actually develop your intuition, that's why I say all you need is your imagination, mm-hmm. your intention, and intuition, which we all have. So, um, Before we take a break, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about dreams. Do you know how to decipher dreams? I know I had someone reach out to me when, when you said that we were going to have a psychic on. Mm-hmm. And they said that they have been having dreams and they keep seeing the number 320 in their dreams. And they were like, can you ask her if that means something? Does yeah. that mean something? It does. Yeah. What does that mean? So dreams... First off, are your way of traveling in the astral realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why a lot of times dreams can be very vivid, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. can also be something that you don't remember when you wake up, you know. Um, but when you are dreaming, you're traveling in the astral realm, astral realm with your emotional body. Um, that emotional body is connected to everything, past experiences mm-hmm. and so forth. The number sequence that you see is spirit's way of trying to relay information to you. It's something you can't deny, Mm -hmm. right? And what I've noticed is that every time spirit wants you to know something, they'll tell you at least twice. So Mm -hmm. if this person keeps getting this 320, Mm -hmm. um, threes and angel numbers, I'm not a big numerologist, but I do know angel numbers. Threes means your ascended masters are with you. Ascended masters are people like Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, um... Muhammad, yeah, Muhammad, stuff like that. Um, Maybe even Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, those are more modern day Mm -hmm. ascended masters, Gandhi, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Oh, wow. There is, um, what was it? The twos represent, and angel numbers keep going. Mm -hmm. Don't give up five minutes before the miracle happens. You know, have faith in yourself. Call upon us. The zero actually re- actually represents wholeness. It's uh, a divine number because that means you are encompassed in love. You are surrounded. You hmm. are supported. You are enveloped. Just like a circle. Yeah. You wow. know, it, it brings a certain sense of union and unity. It's basically like God saying, I love you. Um, so if sh- this person is seeing the 320 a lot, mm-hmm. then... What spirit is probably trying to say to you is you're safe, you're supported, you're loved. If you need help in anything, don't give up. Call upon your masters to help you. That's awesome. Really interesting. Before we do take a break, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we have some more fun questions. Okay. When somebody is coming to visit you and they want to use, they want to come to you as a psychic um, and have a reading, what is what are some tips you can offer them? Like. How open do they need to be? Or, can, like, does that affect the it reading? Does. Like, mm-hmm. what can you tell them? Because it's annoying to me when I hear people go to the reading and they're like, this person didn't tell me anything and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, how did you go in there? Sometimes you have to check it out and, like, be more open and mm-hmm. listen to people and just chill out a bit and don't don't go in there testing the person. And mm-hmm. just, like, you're going to pay them either way. So don't you want to get your money's worth? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, testing the person. If they are a skilled psychic, they can pick that up. Uh for one and the thing is that if you're going in there with the intention of testing the psychic a lot of times information that's a little deeper than you may want will Mm -hmm. come up so that it's like the spirit it's like spirit's way of proving like yeah Mm -hmm. she's real she's legit now there are i haven't experienced any but there are those who are you know gimmicky or kind of scam artists with it i don't know those people to be honest because your vibe attracts your tribe, and I just ain't fake like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't attract that. <laughs> just plain and simple. Um, but another thing is to, yes, be open. Um, because when you have high expectations, it limits mm. the possibilities of what can 
come through. Hmm. Now, also, for me personally, I have a gauge that I use when someone comes in. So depending on how the reading is flowing, I can check in with this gauge and see, are, do they have a, a low programmability, which means they're not going to believe shit I say anyways. Because mm -hmm. so I know so many people that I know are like, well, if she asked for my name and my birthday and all this shit, she ain't fake. real. Yeah. And sometimes I have been like, I kind of do get it. But now that you're like breaking it down how some people don't do that, but but I don't get when people ask for like a whole bunch of information and then you're like, well, you okay, just Because that's me. more astrology based. Um, mm. When you are looking at someone's birth chart or their natal chart as far as where the planets were well, at the time that they were born, mm -hmm. then you need that information. Yeah. You need to know their full name. You need to know the location, okay. the day, the time, and all that. That's more astrology-based um, psychic readings. Mm -hmm. So people need to know what kind of psychic they're seeing. Right. Basically. So they can understand yes, what exactly. this person does. Exactly. So that's not what you do. This no. Okay. Okay. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. It's okay. We're going to take a break and then okay. think about it okay. and we'll come, we'll come back, back and we will, uh, <laughs> we'll hit you on that. Y'all, we will be right back. Kiki, I have no idea what I'm going to do about my hair for our next photo shoot. What am I going to do? Girl, calm down. Are you wearing your natural hair? I really don't know what to do. I want to wear my hair super straight, but I also don't want to ruin these tresses. Medina. Stop playing and go ahead and order those bundles from Gorgeous Babe Hair. You can order the Silky Straight plus a closure so you don't have to worry about damaging your natural hair. But will it get here in time? The shoot is next weekend. Yes, they offer priority shipping and you'll get your hair in one of three business days. Don't worry, Gorgeous Babe Hair has tons of options for textures. It's great for protective styles and with our code TAILS20, you'll even save a few dollars on your purchase. Good idea, Kiki. I'm about to have all the bundles for this shoot. I'm so excited. What's the website? Just visit www.gorgeousbabehair.com and remember to use the code TAILS20 for a special discount. And now we'll get back to the show. Okay, so Keisha, you were telling us um, some of the things that people can do to prep to have a good reading or a good experience. Yeah, so um, not having high expectations is one. Like I said, I've got this programmability gauge. Um, if it's a low programmability, they're probably not going to believe anything you say. So you word things in a certain way. Um, if they have a high programmability, that means they're going to hold on to everything you say like it is gold. They're going to live their life <laughs> yes, by what through you say. That. I know somebody who's still <laughs> looking for a man whose name starts with a Y from like yeah. six years ago. Yeah, and you need the, to bring that in the present time. You have to remember that what the other psychic or reading you've had maybe mm -hmm. in the past has said that is all not necessarily null and void. Um, but you just want to be present when you're you getting a You could have made some changes in your life exactly. that affected the overall. That, exactly. Okay, so y'all, um, it's not like y'all are out here telling people, like, believe what I'm saying, live your life by this. It's just kind of like... No, a skilled, yeah, a skilled person, a skilled psychic should know how to read someone's programmability. Um, they're, if they're in a middle programmability, that mm -hmm. just means they have their own sense of discernment. If it mm. feels right to them, it feels right. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and another thing is a lot of people... I find do come with similar questions. It's always love life, career, money. That's what I want to Right? Mm -hmm. So um, the thing with that yes, is <laughs> a lot of times people don't really understand what a soulmate is. They come to me and they're like, is this person my soulmate? I'm like, yeah, girl, he your soulmate. I'm your soulmate. Your mommy your soulmate. The person that hit you in the car accident last week is soulmate. We so all what soulmate. is a soulmate? <laughs> a soulmate is literally what it is. It says it is a soul who has come here in this world um, through another person and 
their job as one of your mates in this lifetime is to help you to grow, help you to mm-hmm. learn. Sometimes those lessons are pleasurable. Sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but even us three here together, we're soulmates because, like I said, I've been working on things behind the scenes that y'all don't know, but this is an opportunity that also helps to get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helps me to serve my purpose and to shed light on what being a psychic really is when you have so much of this, uh, you have a lot of social media accounts and you just don't really know who's real who's legit who's not um not discrediting anybody Mm -hmm. but you know it's hard to tell when you have access to curated pages and things like Mm -hmm. that um and so anyways to get back to what i was saying the the soulmate question a lot of times will eat up some of your session especially if you Mm -hmm. have like 30 minutes for a reading Mm -hmm. um because then i have to explain to you that a soulmate is they're just karmic relationships that you have and those people are your mother your father whether they they were there in your life or not your siblings your best friend the person that you know hurt your heart and broke Mm -hmm. you know broke you the Mm -hmm. most those are all your soulmates now romantically is what people typically are looking for when they ask about a soulmate where is my man that's a real question now your husband or significant other can also be your soulmate obviously um, but I think what some people are looking for when they think of the one is more so a what they call a twin flame. I was just writing that down to ask you to tell us what that is. Like, yeah. literally, I wrote it down. I might be psychic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so can you tell us about that? I've seen people talk about it, and I feel like I've read a little bit, but I'm a little, I get that confused. I've never heard of it. Because sometimes I feel like it can be a negative thing. Like, this person brings out so much in you, and you have this connection. Sometimes it's not good. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, a soulmate is an umbrella okay. that a twin flame falls up under. Okay. Okay. And a twin flame is someone where, yes, it's like you are equally yoked. You mm-hmm. know, it's almost as if there was a can, one candle by itself and you took another candle to light it from that candle. They, sh- they, sh- they share that flame, That's that scary. original flame. <laughs> um, but just because you meet your twin flame one lifetime doesn't mean that you're supposed to be together that lifetime. Maybe you two come together and help shift and move each other in ways that are very hard mm-hmm. and difficult and challenging. And it breaks you down to a level you don't think you can come up from. Um, but that's to help you to learn to grow and so forth this lifetime so that the next lifetime you can be better. It's like Erica Badu, that mm-hmm. song, you know, maybe, maybe next it. lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So there are times where you may run into a twin flame in your current life but maybe you're not supposed to be together so Mm. a lot of times when people come to me and they're wanting to know stuff about is this person my soulmate you know the significant other what I like to really look at is what is their purpose in your life what are they here to teach you what are you supposed to learn from each other I kind of like to look more so at that versus always my question with anyone that I meet even with friends sometimes I'm just like what is our purpose? You know how sometimes yeah. you have a fallout with somebody and then maybe you bring it back together and maybe you don't. And I'm always like, why did we meet? Why did, like, yeah, what, what was that about? Yeah, I think about what that sometimes. That Especially when it's like you want to reconnect with somebody and mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. It's like, okay, well, I obviously thought. the lesson has been there. So either I got it 
and I've learned it and it's time to move on or I didn't get it and this person can't teach me yeah. so mm-hmm. I still gotta move on and exactly. I just I, I just always wonder like what was it what is this person's always. purpose or what was my purpose yeah. to them and it's it's not really fair to put all that responsibility on another person to fill a certain void that you it's may not. be having or experience you know it's, yeah. it's not fair to them but also there's no need to sacrifice yourself to try to be that fixer to make this person who you think they are supposed to be whether it's a twin flame soulmate etc that's why being present yeah and conscious <laughs> and you know trusting your intuition that those things like that help you to um really understand the foundation for the relationship uh-huh. and its significance now let me ask you this speaking of relationships do you apply this to your own relationship because i've found in life sometimes people that have the best advice they have the most fucked up lives <laughs> i mean and i just mean that with like that's just my experience i mean yeah. and you'd be like you got the best advice and you look at you you open your door and it's like well what why aren't you yeah, what's going i on feel here? that about myself well yeah. like sometimes me too and so i wonder like do you do you just have like this perfect relationship because you're probably so open and you can know his thoughts. No, nope. I'm human and I still got my shit to learn. Too. <laughs> so, uh, we do have a very good relationship, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of things when I'm around girlfriends that they talk about as far as whether it's men in general mm-hmm. or their personal relationship. And I'm like, I just don't have them problems. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for that. But one of the issues that we do have, to be honest, is intimacy. And it's not necessarily sex. It's quality time with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, our schedules sometimes make it like we're two ships passing in the night. Yeah. Um, and so it takes a conscious effort, just like any other thing, any other investment you have, your home, your car, your business. You invest in them regularly. A relationship is the same thing. A lot of people get into them and expect them to just operate on autopilot. And yeah. It doesn't require work. No, it requires probably more work because the only time you can really discover deeper aspects of yourself is when you are in a relationship. Like you can work mm-hmm. on yourself all day by yourself, you know. But when you get in a relationship, oh, it's a whole other ball game, right? Yeah, you start to learn some things. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I'm the issue. Yeah, like I'm the issue, <laughs> and I've been the issue the I'm whole the, time. I'm the common denominator. <laughs> shit, you I know? have daddy yeah. issues. Yes. Like, this shit really comes out. Yeah, and to be honest, that was one of the one of the things that um, I had to share with my boyfriend was that I realized sometimes I get a little crazy. But sometimes <laughs> we all do. Sometimes girl. I get a little crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll stir up drama or just randomly accuse him of stuff uh, of things that I know damn well is just not right. Just to see how he's going to react. Just to see how he's going to react. <laughs> you do that just too, to try I to take prove it. myself right or uh-huh. whatever. And see, that's another thing in a relationship. If you're always trying to be right, you're losing already. Mm-hmm. You're going to get left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that's all <laughs> ego based. <laughs> You know, it's another thing to look at stuff from an objective or neutral perspective. Mm -hmm. But if you have to always just be right, you can be right to yourself. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But you don't have to always push that on the other person. Um, Do you ever get in arguments with him and try to, like, tell him things that you're telling us? And he's like, don't use that psychic shit on me. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't said those words verbatim. (laughs) Um, But he has. Okay, well. Because I'll say, you know what, we got an argument the other day, but it's okay, you know, because I did a card reading with my romance cards, and the angel said this and that and so forth. Uh And he's just like, so what (laughs) happens one day when the card says, like, he ain't shit, you need to leave him? I was like, well, that ain't one of the oracle cards. It don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But two, I was like, you're forgetting. One, you're 
pissing me off because you think I can't think for myself. Like, hello, right. I am psychic. I am intuitive. So if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right for me. From the beginning of our relationship, I always felt that he was my one. Yeah. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about my twin flame, although I do refer to him as that because we do have a lot of strong similarities. But I do know, for the most part, he is one of my greater soulmates this lifetime. And I know he's the one for me this lifetime. That's beautiful. Um, next lifetime, I don't know. Based on what we do, he might be a cat. I might be a dog. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So I wanted to ask you if you thought about past lives. Obviously, you do. Um, what What is it that you think about them? Like, do you think that it's just something that happens at forever? Or do you think that people have to learn a lesson and once you master whatever it is you're supposed to learn, you go on? Like, what are some of your thoughts on that? Uh, actually, both of what you just said. Um, okay. when, when it comes to past lives, the first thing to remember is that time is a man-made construct. Okay. So with the spiritual realm, the soul is eternal. And there is no really past there is no future it just is okay and the thing is is that here in this third dimensional realm it's a little denser and we also have this time construct so we look at things from a past present and future perspective the past can influence even in this lifetime the past can influence how you operate you Mm -hmm. know like I was talking about we were talking about the daddy issues and stuff I've had to explain to my boyfriend that Growing up, my father, he thought I was great. He said he loved me all the time, but he was unavailable in some way, shape, or form. I look at all the relationships I've had before my boyfriend, and guess what? They all thought I was great, Keisha, you're wonderful, all this sort of stuff, but they were unavailable emotionally, physically, financially, whatever it was, they were unavailable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I went from being like the wifey to like side chick one day, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Are you reading my life right now? How did I get here? (laughs) Like, how did I get here? Who am I? Yeah, you know, and I decided to send that out back into the universe saying, you know what? I'm not with that anymore. I need to switch that up. And I got someone who was greater than I could have imagined, but he was everything I asked for and better. That's the one so thing when it comes to know? manifesting I always ask for. is like I ask for this or better. <laughs> I learned the hard way with that one time. So when you started asking <laughs> but, for this or better, mm-hmm. how did you know when you saw it that, okay, this isn't a time when I need to brush off this person, but I need to accept this person and give mm-hmm. him a chance? Because I was aware of what I had asked for. Mm-hmm. For one, and realized that he oh, met all that criteria and better. So I was like, okay, well, well here it is. Yeah, here it is. What am I going to do with it? <laughs> um, and then also, just within the time that we've been together, there's times where energetically I was like, I release you back out there and I ask for better. But what's funny is what boomerangs back at me is I end up finding more compassion or more understanding or Uh becoming softer or finding more vulnerability and it shifts actually me and Mm. how I perceive him and so then that shifts our relationship to better you know meanwhile I'm thinking like you know okay like just you know if I send him out there and you know and ask for better I don't I don't want to break up or anything like that but I do want better now sometimes (laughs) it may that that choice may have you just say, you know what, this is just not getting better. Mm-hmm. And if it's not getting better and you've been asking to receive better, that right there is your feedback. Use your feelings as feedback. Use mm-hmm. your observations as Use feedback. Use your feelings as feedback. That's you know? real. And then that's when you're like, okay, why am I trying? That's when you need to look at why am I trying to hold on to this? Am I trying to be the fixer? Am I trying to make them be that better person? And maybe I just need to accept the fact that that is just not them and that's not their path. Yeah. You know? 
You just gotta move on. Ooh, and that's hard. Yeah. It's very it hard. It takes discernment, but it's it's intuitive discernment and also being real enough with yourself. I don't know if I do either. Can, either. You wanna you wanna ask some sex questions? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to the fun stuff because I feel like you just kind of read my life. Okay. A little um, bit of mine, too. I'm, saying, I'm about to cry. I know. My eyes are getting all watery. I'm looking around, and you choking on your lungs. I low-key feel like Keisha, the ba- like, Maybe the bad spirits right? were coming out. I feel like, I feel like Keisha was like, get her spirits. Yeah. yeah. No. Get it out. Get the no. bad stuff out for these girls. No, you'll they have cool. yourself decide that. Okay. Well, that. Don't put that on me, girl. <laughs> it might be all this weed that they smoking in you this know? damn studio. I know. It might be. I smell it. Oh, my Lord. Well, before the sex, I have a question, and I'm not trying to get a free reading, but I would like to know. We just know Drake has been in Atlanta this week. Okay. <laughs> we were just wondering, it. is he coming today? Because they're kicking us out of the studio because DJ Drama has an interview. And I just wanted you to know if you saw And they are Drake like coming. super perso- They're, they're like, like, y'all got to be done at 730. And we're yeah. like, is it Drake? Because usually they Drake? don't kick us out. I don't, don't know. think Do you feel something rich yeah. coming? Something more rich than what yeah. we I think having. I feel not necessarily something rich some coming. <laughs> you see some, some mixed dick coming? Well, that could be already up in here already. That could be drama. Exactly. Literally. It could be. No, I meant DJ drama, not drama. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. I ain't that far out the loop. But what I am sensing here in the studio is that there is some protocol, cleaning up, all that kind of stuff that they need to do in preparation for this person coming. Do I feel... Drake. Yes. Do I feel as if it is Drake and is he coming today? That is kind of... Uh, depending on what you want to call today, because if it's midnight, is that really today or is that tomorrow? I count that as today mm. if the sun hasn't come back. See, I'm up. one of them people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, if the sun ain't up, then it ain't, it's it ain't the next day. Yet. Yeah. Okay. Now, is he I feel gonna, like he could uh, be late. When he when Drake gets here, <laughs> is he gonna uh, you know try to get me in the bathroom to have sex, or is he gonna propose? How what? is he gonna how propose? Is he gonna, uh, he's gonna love me, Keisha. Uh, yes, he will. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. No, y'all I'm about to fuck Drake. Yeah. I love you, baby. Oh I love my you. gosh! Yeah, did you forget she was on live again? <laughs> Medina has a boyfriend, and I am oh. single. In case you didn't know, and sometimes we forget. She's like, she's selfish. While, she, while she's on the she's damn stingy. Instagram live. No, but hold on, I gave Carlos. I told Carlos our little theory. Yeah, your theory yeah. got me all. At I home called her this morning. <laughs> so he was like, "Okay, so what you gonna do if he tries to holler at you? What if he wanted to take you to dinner?" I was like, "Babe, I'm going." He was like, "Okay," and your stuff is gonna be outside. I was like, "Well, no, no, just let me come get." myself i was like you know what babe? i was like babe never mind he's probably gonna buy me a whole new everything so i'm coming to get that you told him though. that I, I told him and that. you told him you're gonna get the mattress said, i'm coming to get that he's like no let that nigga buy you a mattress i was like you're right and yeah she's like you're right he, it might be a better one anyway so i did ask for better so okay yes, manifesting yeah. just think about it real hard don't let any negative thoughts get in your mind when i thought about that this morning i said i have to call medina because sometimes medina complains about coming to the studio and looking homeless sometimes because i do it a lot and uh, she doesn't look homeless. Just she just homely. Yes, homely is a better word. So I was <laughs> yeah. just like, let me call her because she's gonna be mad if I say I thought of this this morning and I didn't call her. And I was like, I hope she doesn't take offense to this when I call. No, I I appreciate that because you know when you first when you take your weed, you don't know how to sew in. I took my weave out. Yeah. You know your hair be looking distressed. I you saw can't just Carlos ru- cutting those tracks out. Yeah, <laughs> and my hair was looking distressed. I'm so glad you told me that because I was just gonna pull it in a bun and just come in looking homely. Mm-hmm. Not today. I knew it. Mm-hmm. It was something in my intuition that said, "Tell Medina because she ain't gonna be ready today." <laughs> She's yeah, going to be like, oh, it's a low-key day. Um, I need to be natural, whatever. Okay, so sex questions. Um, so since you are a psychic, are, do you feel like you're able to tell about the men whether they are going to be good and bad or not? 
by chance. Her voice got all sexy. <laughs> Is that my sexy voice? When I, voice, I drop it down, yes. Now we're getting a little uh, bit more intimate. I, to be honest, you know what? I have not really tried to tune into that. My I sister actually is time. a better gauge of that. But she's also, really? well, she's not single anymore. Is she a psychic too? She's <coughs> intuitive. Yes. Oh, wow. um, she's taken some of the classes as well, but she's done psychic readings, things like that. She doesn't do it professionally or full time, but yeah, she's definitely, we're psychic sisters, you know. That's cool. Um, so you don't get the energy of sex. You don't like, be like I do. I kind of pick up more so. I guess my mind, when I start going into it, I start feeling like where they're coming from emotionally. You see what I'm saying? And I'm see, like, oh, block see, all that out. yeah, see, me, I'm like, nah, he, <laughs> like, he's just trying to fuck because of this, and I don't know energetically if I would fuck with him or not. Just something and ain't the right. And fuck, they probably you know. have too many energies still on them. Yeah, stuff like that. Force. So that's kind of where I go. I always on. feel like psychics and people who are super in tune are really great at sex. Is that true? I think I was good before I knew I was psychic. Oh, excuse me, Casey. But you were always in tune. Yeah. So in hindsight, yes, I think we can be. um, But you got to remember, we also have our own shit, Mm -hmm. you know, um, our own stuff that we're having to work through, things like that. Um, But overall, yeah, overall, I think, yeah, you can kind of, if you're trying to tune in to how you read someone's energy while you're doing it, you Mm -hmm. know a little bit more how to touch them with intent and how to arouse That's what I'm talking about. certain yes, things. Yes, touch me with some know. intent, please. Exactly. Yeah. That's what be happening in my dreams. That's why I can't sleep with nobody unless I'm <laughs> having sex with them. Um, okay, so I also saw on your page while I was mm-hmm. insta-stalking you okay. that you're really into yoga. Yes, ma'am. And then I saw something on some website. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They do this class in L.A. and it's yoga. It's called Sexercise okay. and something else. So they do yoga and they combine it with some other <coughs> thing and they do like these um, different positions somewhere mm-hmm. in the thing. Do you feel like yoga helps you with your sex life? It does. How be so? Honest. Because maybe one, I need to be in there. Yes, one. I mean, <laughs> we'll be signing up for all of Keisha's <laughs> classes. <laughs> well, for one, um, when you do yoga, not only do you feel stronger, more present in your body, mm-hmm. but you're hopefully also a little more flexible. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's now, what I was thinking. Me as. and Beta pulled this left hamstring before trying to prove <laughs> I was a little too flexible. I was fucked up for about a month. Um, <laughs> but. I think it does, but it's 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 also because it helps you to open up your energy centers that w- are within your body, known as chakras. Some people are familiar with them, some people aren't. But as far as chakras or these energy centers are concerned, there's seven main ones, and one of them is located in the reproductive area, like in the, mm-hmm. the pelvic cavity. Um, that rules your sexual organs, your sexuality, sensuality, emotions, things like that, um, and then also your heart. <coughs> you know, mm-hmm. love, affinity towards yourself as well as others. When you do things like backbend or hip openers, that's what you're doing is expanding your mm. capacity to hold more in those areas. I ain't done that in a long time. See what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's why you're doing backbends. I mean, you know, just imagine if you I ain't done a backbend in like 10, 11 oh, years. Girl, I was going to say, I don't know when, if I ever could do it. <laughs> I am. Um, here we go. The energy's getting us again in our throats. Um, we, um, what was like, I recently started doing yoga, and okay. I one of my girlfriends. Well, I met her through my boyfriend. She's an actress, and she teaches a yoga class at Core Power, okay. and it's a hot yoga class. And I went, and I was like, "Girl, I'm probably gonna fall out. I'm probably gonna hate it." I loved it. Mm-hmm. 
I felt sexy while like the whole thing was super sweat dripping, se- sweat yeah. dripping. You the guy would work out on yeah and, and the guy would come and he was I like reminding everyone that it's not a competition <laughs> like do what you can do and when he would like touch you you just feel like not that I felt like horny but it was just like a sexual thing sensual. yeah sensual, sensual. I had That's such a great time like to me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I was horrible yeah. at it but I loved it but the reason why also yoga helps to open you up more sexually is because, like I said, not only are you opening up those energy centers, you're doing something good for yourself. You're allowing <clears> yourself <throat> to receive. That's how I felt. Once, you know, and as you allow yourself to receive, then it's a lot easier to want to give. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's what sexual relationships should be like. It should be a giving and receiving. If you mm-hmm. study Tantra or consider yourself a Tantrika, which is someone who practices Tantra, <clears throat> then... <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a name. So it it a like, I'm going to go see Tantrika down the street. Hold right. up, I'll be right. I'm going to do my quick weave. <laughs> <laughs> Tantrika but, probably do some good hair you while know, you play. Like, yeah. she, she probably do, <laughs> to be honest. She got you from head to toe and everything Braids. in between. Girl, <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> Lashes. Okay. Everything. Booty implants. I'm jealous. She might do everything. Credit cards. I don't cards. know what Tantrika do. She got the square. She got PayPal, she got all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people that notice if they practice yoga consistently, there is a uh, a certain sense of sensuality and an openness to sexuality that can be fostered from that practice. So um, I think it's about being more in tune with your body and knowing what feels good to you mm-hmm. and what doesn't. Therefore, you can relay that more so to other people mm-hmm. and have a better pleasurable experience. Another thing about yoga that I wanted to add was when that day the, I did like a free week at Core Power. The membership is fucking expensive. Yeah, you tell me nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I did that free membership, and every day that I did it, nobody could fuck up my day. Like nobody could fuck mm. up my day. There was absolutely nothing anybody could do to you fuck just up. Felt my day. Great. I just felt good. I was yeah. like, well, I did yoga, hot yoga. You know, so you, you know, I did hot yoga. Okay? Yeah, I got on stretch pants yeah. and everything. Okay, I got all kind of range of motion in this shit. <laughs> I would right? if I had to. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, um, girl. I don't want us to move on without going back to what you said earlier mm-hmm. about double penetration. Can we, okay. can we just talk about that? Because I was going to ask you what the freakiest thing that you did was, but I feel like that's pretty freaky, and neither of us have experienced that, right? I know I haven't. I haven't. Okay, just making sure. <clears throat> then yeah, there were no, no updates. Um, so, <laughs> was like, really? So what happened? Really? Maybe he won't listen. <clears throat> No, girl, he, he is Scorpio too. He gonna listen. That was my boyfriend. Yes. He probably trying to figure Y'all out. Y'all are twins. Twi- my boyfriend's a Scorpio too. Oh, when is your birthday? Give me a high five. We better not have birthday? the same birthday. When's your birthday? September twenty third. Okay, mine's October twenty fourth. Uh, oh, October fourteenth. Sorry. Okay, I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> when's your boyfriend's birthday? October twenty seventh. Ah, okay. Mm. My boyfriend's November eighth. So. Okay. Mm. Okay. So we like two weeks apart. Yeah. A little different yeah. energy. Um. So with that, uh, yeah, double penetration was just more so. You got a dildo, and it was like all pink and glittery kind of, you know. Oh, but anyway, like a girly, yeah, one. you know, mm-hmm. like a girly one. But that was in one place. That was kind of like part of the foreplay, you know. And okay. then it was kind of like, well, I mean, it's already up in there, you know. You got some extra holes. Did you like it? Yeah, actually. Okay, because it think was. About it. Well, no, but my thing was it. Um, it's very interesting, um, and the reason why I think I enjoyed it was one. I'm just a little crazy like that. Like I had the bondage kit and you know all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. But on top of that, um, I think it was enjoyable because I actually didn't have to have like two guys. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like double penetration you can, can be something you could do if you just have one partner. You don't have to mm-hmm. bring a third person into it. You know, mm-hmm. you just whip out the dildo. Put it here, Would you do mm-hmm. it with a third person, though? Yeah, that's always been a fantasy of mine. I, I, I never mm-hmm. thought that I would say that I wanted to try it, but I can say now since we've been doing this show and we talk so much sex, I would if I ever get single again, I would try it. Mm-hmm. I, I am not scared about the two men thing. I'm scared about the pain because I'm like, okay, my vagina is one you don't option. like anal. That's I don't why. like anal, and I don't want you getting a little too rough in my mouth either because i feel like that could count yeah i feel like so i don't know i'm kind of scared about because that's a whole nother body thrust and you know they get rough yeah they always get rough and it's just like mm, if you double penetrate me like in my mouth and then wherever down below i think i might bite your dick on act on accident yeah i probably would that's a lot going on i don't know that i can handle stimulation down there so it hasn't been a fantasy but i i will watch it in porn now and i just try to look at it and i'm like these girls look like they're in pain they do it just scare like running. Like, but what I do like, maybe in the astral realm, I do, realm, like I do is, something like uh, that. <laughs> maybe using my vibrator on mm-hmm. my clitoris mm-hmm. and then some penetration, just regular yeah. vaginal. Pre- that I enjoy, but okay. that's mm-hmm. not double penetration. That's just extra. Yeah, that's just a little extra. And they touch. got all kind of toys nowadays for. Yeah, they have so many stuff. things. Somebody really needs to sponsor us with some toys. So if any of you guys have yeah. to work for a company toys, or something, drinks, just hit us up. Hey, cocktails at ATL at uh, gmail.com. Oh, yes. We can talk about that. Yes, I think um, we're going to take a break or we got more yeah, questions. Yeah, we have. We can take a break and then because uh, we have some more ads and then we can move on to the latter part of the show. We got Before ads, we run y'all. out of time. Let me get a glass of sweet bitch. No. Can I get a glass of sweet bitch? No, not like that either. I would like to order a bottle of Sweet Bitch Wine. Kiki, who are you talking to? I have a date tonight, and I'm practicing how I'm going to order my drinks. If you're planning on ordering Sweet Bitch, I already know you're about to have a good time. Yup, and I might even pregame at the house first. Well, first figure out how you're going to order it, <laughs> and then follow them on Instagram at Sweet Bitch Wines or go to jvwines.com. And remember to drink responsibly. Okay, and now we're back, and um, I guess it's time for Indecisive Diane. Awesome. Hey, Diane, so what little cute date idea for you ha- do you have for everyone this week? Hey, ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane, and I found the cutest little sushi restaurant. It's called 8 Sushi Lounge. It's located at 930 Howell Mill Road, Northwest B, Atlanta, Georgia, 30318. Okay, so tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so like I said, it's a sushi restaurant. So it's basically going to be like a pregame because who eats sushi and is actually full? I know, right, girl? Because whenever I eat sushi, I'm still hungry. Right. So when you go here, have a couple drinks, sit at the bar. The bartender is so cute and he's so nice. He talks a lot. But listen, go to 8 Sushi Lounge and Enjoy some sushi. Everything that they prepare is so cute. So cute. It's just, you're going to love it. Go here on a date, pregame, go to the next spot to have dinner, maybe some dessert. They close at 10 p.m., so make it early. Thanks, Diane. Bye, ladies. Okay, so here is our first advice letter. She wants to be left anonymous. She says, hey, ladies. First of all, I love the show. Thanks, girl. Thank you. So let me get right to the point. I used to date a guy who was super churchy. He didn't want to have sex until he was married again, even though he was in his late 40s. 
Oh, but <laughs> things ended up not working out. He, I just couldn't handle that. So I have a new boyfriend now. And the guy that mm. used to not cherish me, the churchy guy, he has been showing up at my house. What the fuck? <laughs> Normally my boyfriend isn't there, so it hasn't caused an issue. But the last time he showed up, my boyfriend was in the house. I didn't open the door. And I don't know how to handle the situation. Should I call him? Should I put a restraining order out on him? What would you ladies do if your ex-boyfriend kept showing up at your house and you wanted nothing to do with him? I'd call the police and I would get a restraining order and have all of that paperwork in in uh, order or whatever I was trying to say. Like, sometimes you just can't <coughs> fool around with people who are crazy because some people, and I don't want to use the term crazy loosely, but I think we can all agree that something isn't right. Like, if, if you know that that relationship is over and she's told you that, you guys have broken up, she's moved on, she has a new relationship, and you continue to show up at her house uninvited, that's not okay. That's not and so okay. when you continue to do it, that's a problem. And so I think the best thing to do as opposed to trying to, physically do something to him is to contact the police file a restraining order so that you know you have a clear chain of events um so because what if die. something happens to you because on lifetime movies they're like okay well what happened and this person could still be out here and they could spin a totally different story people are crazy people out here are crazy they will do whatever they want to do they can spin whatever story they want to spin especially if you haven't really said much about it right mm -hmm. did y'all see the story about the guy who was missing in atlanta this was in like april he was missing in atlanta there were all of these missing posters or posters they were all instagram and mm -hmm. twitter and stuff mm -hmm. so all these people are posting about him and then he ends up releasing the statement with his lawyer and he was like i have gone off to europe because i got into a domestic um a domestic dispute with my boyfriend and it was a gay couple and mm -hmm. it was just like all of this mess so he was saying that he got in a domestic abuse um dispute with him <laughs> and that the other guy like had been beating on him and so he left and he just wanted to disconnect from everybody he went to europe and he's been traveling through europe mm -hmm. and he had been found and all this crazy stuff and then it when it's all said and done the boyfriend was actually an attorney he said this guy was my trainer and he was the one that beat me up and now he's out here trying to defame me and this was all a an elaborate scan that he put on with all these different people. It's all over Twitter. Wow. I had to find it and uh, send it to you guys because it was just crazy. But that just goes to the point that people do crazy things. All and had time. this other person not had his ducks in a row, then the other person with more people who are following mm -hmm. him and paying attention to him could have really shared this story and people would have believed that person. You got to be careful, girl. You got to be careful. I'm just going to say, girl, I watch forensic files and Ooh, you got to yes. nip it in the because some of these mm -hmm. stories you just be like, why there were signs there were yeah, signs there were signs you gotta nip it Trust in the your bud and while i yes. understand that you used to love the person i get oh. that part um you have to make it be clear that you're not playing that's all i'm saying yeah. yeah even if you have a police friend to scare him do that something yeah something yeah. what would you say i personally um there's also from a spiritual perspective a way that you can talk to the person you can pray or meditate, however you want to do it. Mm. Um, but talk to your spirit guides, your angels. Tell them to tell that person, spirit guides and angels, stop fucking with me. Okay? And also, be sure that you claim full seniority of your space. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm. If you are not fully present with your space, your energy, your intention in doing this, then a lot of times that is what happens is this person feels that they can access you. 
you know. Mm. Um, I personally haven't had a situation that serious, but I did date a guy one time who I call him the crazy one mm-hmm. uh, because we were together on like six months. <laughs> and one day my sister was at the house and feds come, you know, we hear like doom, doom, doom on the door. Oh, and she's like, who's knocking like the pohos? It's yeah. popos. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so she opens the door. The feds come in. I come home from work. My house is turned upside down. My sister woke up from a nap to this. So she's just like distraught. What is going on? And apparently they were looking for him for some check fraud type stuff, whatever. Mm. He ended up in jail trying to contact me. And he was one of those, if if I can't have you, no one can. You know, oh. he was physically, sexually abusive, that sort of stuff. Wow. And I was just kind of like, okay, so... I you know, I was like, okay. You know? <laughs> but anyways, um, while he was in jail, I cut ties with him, obviously, because I had, mm-hmm. at that time, like a six, seven-year-old son. I'm like, this shit ain't about to happen <laughs> over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and from there, I found out that he was at one point released from uh, prison, but I had been using the energy tools that I teach in my intuitive development class. Plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have been using those level one tools, y'all. Um, I have been using those to actually protect the space around me, not just myself, but my home. And then one day I was coming home and I was in the parking lot. And I was like, I feel like, you know, somebody's watching me, oh, no. you know. And so then I was like, I started using my tools again to expand my protection. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to use these around my apartment and all this sort of stuff. The whole like complex. Some, camp, some surveillance. Yeah. I was right? like, the whole complex, damn. And it was so so funny because the the night that I did that, the next morning, I've been living in this apartment complex for years. The next morning I go, the landscape people are out there. I'm like, why do they so loud? These damn lawnmowers, you know, whatever. And I look and they're pruning these roses. And in my class, I teach that um, one tool to use in protecting your space and the energy around you is your roses. And, and it's so funny because here they are pruning they them. They ripping and I was them like, bitches out. Yeah, That's well, rude. they actually weren't ripping them out. They were pruning, pruning them. Whatever. Yeah, they were pruning, making them pretty, oh. uh, you know, <laughs> tending pretty. to them. Obviously, yes. I don't know what pruning means. Yes. Think about a nasty-ass <laughs> prune. Kiki, do you have yeah. another advice letter? Yeah, this one is going to be quick. He really just wants to know if he's getting played or not. And I think we already will we'll all have the same answer. Okay, so I've been dating this girl for a few months, and I'm starting to feel like she's really been out here, and I'm getting played. I took her and her homegirls out for drinks. Oh, nigga, you played. And, <laughs> and we ended up at a lounge. There were four of us all together, and some of my boys were going to meet us out later. I go to the restroom. And when I get back, Shotty's sitting at the bar with a bo- with a whole Girl, bottle. I'm looking like, what the fuck? I'm not paying for this shit. Clubs out here tax, and I'm not rich. He's in Atlanta. He did tell me that. Um, so when I go back over, when I go back over there, she tells me some nigga she knew that was there bought it. He invited us over there to his section, but she didn't want me to be uncomfortable. He says, all good, and hands her a bottle. Now I'm sitting there looking like a scrub, and what nigga just hands a chick a bottle who he not smashing? A lot of niggas. Y'all think. say y'all used to be out a lot. I think I saw you recently, Kiki, LOL. <laughs> but what do y'all think? Am I getting played or not? Nigga, you yes, played! Yes. You played! Yes. Let me tell you, if she wasn't fucking him or she didn't want to keep ties with him, she wouldn't have accepted the bottle. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that from experience because there have yeah. been times when I have accepted those gifts and there were other times when I was like, don't even speak to me because I'm with somebody who mm-hmm. I actually like. Right. So, yeah, you're yeah. getting played. You have to cut her off. And another thing, yeah. niggas who go out and if you think you're going on a date and the bitch brings her friend, you're, you're not on a date. already <laughs> getting played. Yeah. She was like, you were in the friend she zone. She was like, bitch, meet me here. Yes. And he gonna because pay for all our shit. We gonna eat. Yes. 
is. And if he don't, my other friend gonna be at the next spot. Yeah, spot. like you are. She doesn't really like you. Like, and you she should does, take her on this. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if was, you do, I just feel like it's smash, too she, soon, and you're not rich for her to be bringing your friends. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you're rich, that would be different. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need to do some normal broke nigga shit, and I'm not even hating because, like, just go on a normal ass date. Go to yeah. La Paria yeah. down yeah. the street, or go to Eight Sushi Lounge. Or eight Sushi Lounge. Happy hour. Happy hour. Sweet happy hour. Yes. Get you some of that. A bottle of sweet bitch. It's very economically savvy. <laughs> like, go for that. You is not ready for the Atlanta hoes. You not. <laughs> okay, just chill out and keep working hard, my brother. I appreciate Stay you strong, for following brother. me. Welcome uh, Continue to listen to the show and leave a review if you haven't already. Now, moving on to our favorite part of the show, the cocktail. Do you want to start or do you want Keisha to start? Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, and outside, we're running outside, out on time, okay. so just cr- so outside try to of outside it. of double penetration, um, <laughs> the side chick thing was probably oh, yeah. one of the most significant ones, um, and that's just mostly like you know he had a house, girlfriend, two kids, that kind of stuff, and it was one of those things where he would come. He worked, I guess, at like seven in the morning, five six in the morning, so he would come over booty call hours, like super booty call hours, two a.m., three a.m., and had some muscular issues, all that. So I do massage too. And I'm like, why am I doing massaging? Why am I sucking and fucking doing all this? Like, you ain't doing nothing for me, you know, mm-hmm. like whatsoever. Yeah, you cute and all, but you are doing nothing for me. That's when I was like, yeah, I have, I have come to the lowest of low of the side chicks. Like, Ooh. I get nothing from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm losing sleep at this point because it's like he's coming over two to four a.m. in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Oh, For a couple yeah. hours and then going That's to work all happy. Mm-hmm. I got to go to sleep feeling like empty as fuck. I'm like, you ain't even going Girl, to you I know ain't all about it. Like, you can't even. Oh, he a DJ Khaled? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? No. And then the dick lip and DJ stuff. Khaled even for hard, not eating the pussy. Because so, I think he Khaled. had some kind of like, oh, he apparently his dick was got broke somehow. And I just, even when he was hard, <laughs> it was still kind of, it was hard, but it wasn't. Stiff, so I, you know, and I was just like, I'm, I'm getting the short end of the stick, literally. Here. It was like a hot dog and not a whole sausage. Yeah, uh, didn't have that. You know, it was like a hot dog and not a hot link. Yeah, yeah. look, we, <laughs> we all know. Yeah, the hot link got that snap and a, a little yeah. wiener is you know a wiener. Like wiener don't even sound yeah. sexy. And then the first time I saw uncircumcised one, I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh god, oh, like a pig in a blanket. Sorry like, for another day. That. No thank you. We were that supposed was to about that. a cocktail. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you want me to do this one? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna tell y'all real short. One time I was going to see this guy who was one of these guys who I shouldn't have been seeing in the first place. But I was so embarrassed, so I'm on my way to his house, and I wasn't really feeling that great. My stomach was kind of rumbling, but I thought I had settled it with a little bit of ginger and some ginger ale, right? So I thought, you know, that's that's an ail, uh, not an ailment, uh, the word, a remedy, thank you, a remedy for a stomachache, right? I get there, I thought I had to fart. I sharted. Did you shark? Karen, no, you oh, didn't. And so he's called, because I, I texted him. I was like, hey, I'm about to pull in. So then when I get in the garage, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm in the garage. And then I like had to shart, uh, well, fart. So I like farted. And I was like, oh my God. So he's like, I'm downstairs. Where are you? Like, I'm trying to come up. Like, his phone was broken. So the concierge couldn't call his phone to buzz me up. So he's sitting down there waiting. He thinks I'm lying. I was just like, oh. <sighs> 
I sent him a long text message, which he probably never saw because his phone was not working. And I was just like, um, I'm really sorry, but I had to go all the way back home. And uh, I'm really just embarrassed. I got to stay in tonight. But I shirted on myself, you guys. And I smelled like shit. And it was bad. And I did not have leather <laughs> what seats. What did you so, eat? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it didn't really mess up my seats. I just felt like the funk would have stained the seats yeah. a bit. So I needed to get my car detailed. That car is gone at this point. This was years ago. But it was very embarrassing. I shirted on myself. I'm a grown-ass woman who shirted on herself at over 25 years of age. And I'm sorry that that happened to myself. So <laughs> that well, is my cocktail. That is a hell of a damn pooty ass cocktail so my cocktail i'm going way 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 back hey chef john i'm going back to sixth grade there was this guy his name was dj and i used to wear a drawstring ponytail y'all remember when them was in yes i don't know if keisha know because she got that asian hair asian (laughs) black people hair but i used to wear a drawstring ponytail i thought it was so (laughs) cute and i had my little sixth grade posse and there was this boy named dj he was not a posse posse. (laughs) he was always trying to snatch my ponytail off my head he could never accomplish it so i would just look at him like haha i look down on you you can't get this and my girls won't let you get it well one day after a dare thing we were out on the playground and i was standing in front of a tree and he was standing in the tree and no one saw DJ and he snatches my ponytail off my head and he's running around the playground just ripping it spitting on it my little posse is like chasing him like give her her ponytail back <laughs> so half of them are white girls so I went to a white school Mr. Jeff Coates who was my 6th grade teacher he was like do you want to press charges like I was like Mr. Jeff Coates you don't get it this nigga like ruined me like it's not about pressing charges this you don't snatch a black woman's weave you out sure of her don't. hair you like ruined it is it was it a fight no, like they, my girls got him and they got my ponytail back. They were white girls though, and they're like p- taking the grass out, brushing the Aww. spit out. I had to put it back in because it was only half of the school day g- gone. And so you like, still got to sit there because your mom and I come home early from work. When I tell you, I saw DJ like in my grown life, and he looked like a Planet of the Apes motherfucker. And I was just like, that's why he looked like Planet of the Apes. He was like, what? And I was like, remember when you pulled my ponytail? I saw him at the park small, like when I was visiting ah! home. All the time. I, was, I was so pissed. I was like, I can't believe. Did you, you look this. super cute? I looked super cute. We laughed about it, but he still looked like Planet of the Apes. That's my cocktail. okay well guys um that is it for the show today thank you so much keisha for coming tell everybody where they can find you and how to sign up for your classes and all that good stuff before we get out of here uh, my website is the psychicyogi.com and my social media handles are all the psychicyogi.com so that's where you can find me um i write blogs i have classes i teach meditation two to three times a week and uh, my classes are off- offered monthly as well as uh, weekly, obviously. Um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you Psychic so Yogi. much for Thank coming. You. We had a good time. I hope you here. felt good energy from us. I, I did. That's so why I'm excited coming here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I just feel like it's going to be fun. I was, so, I was yeah. just so excited yeah. for her to come. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you again so much. And remember, you, you guys, follow us. And remember to leave a review on the website. Or not the website, but... Um, SoundCloud, leave some comments there, leave some reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen. Leave a review for us and share it with your friends. And follow us at Cocktails Podcast. And I am at Kiki Says So on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Coffee Bean Dean on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm Medina underscore Monroe. Yes, ma'am. Got All right. It. Until next time, you guys. I'm Goodbye. Sorry. The person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye.